All right, welcome back to another episode of The World According to Us. This is your man, your host, Steve Jabba. And uh, today's episode, I'm going to be discussing um, current events from the past week or two weeks. And basically, the one that is reverberating all around the world is the Alabama-Montgomery, excuse me, Montgomery-Alabama riverfront uh, melee, aka brawl, aka come up that occurred, where a Caucasian family uh, decided to park their boat in the dock space of a commercial riverfront uh, ferry. Um, they were told repeatedly that they needed to remove their boat from that spot, that dock space, because the riverboat ferry needed to dock there and it actually belonged to the riverboat this family and their arrogance and i would dare say entitled uh attitudes shirked and basically disregarded you know the request to have them remove their boat the black co-captain manages to get to the dock and starts to untie their boat to move it out of the way so that the ferry can dock. Upon seeing him, uh, I guess, untie their boat and start to uh, push it to the side, one of the family members who is a party to this uh, boat that should not have been parked there uh, confronted him. Uh, They began to have a verbal exchange that seemed to be animated by, you know, the physical gestures. And at a certain point, the first gentleman, I can't even call him a gentleman, excuse me. The first goon of the family that he uh, was confronted by and was talking to decides to attack him and punch him in the face. That's followed up by the brother giving the universal signal for it's on by taking his hat off and flipping it up in the air. Some people are calling it the bat signal or the call for the rallying cry for all black people in the area to (laughs) come to his defense. I'm not going to go so far as to say that, but I can see how it can be construed as that now. Um, Of course, in hindsight. But my reaction initially when I saw that was like, this brother said, oh, for real? You really feel that comfortable to think that you could put your hands on me in broad daylight and that there won't be any repercussions how wrong you were when that hat went from being flipped forward to flipped backwards and then taken off and thrown up in the air and that brother went to uh return in kind the physical uh language he received next thing you know he's getting jumped another guy comes rushing in some women come in and he is tackled to the ground or tackled onto the, 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 the dock or the pier. And they're giving punches to him. And one of the women actually even kicks him while he's down. Uh, at this point, the brother who was higher up on the dock, seeing what was going on, people who are on the ferry recording, seeing what's going on, are yelling. One brother who was part of the, the riverboat crew jumps off the, the, the ferry and swims across to the dock 
to go and give aid while the other brother who ran down to the dock was initially trying to just get the people off of the co-captain. Once they get off of him, now the people want to start to try to retreat. One of them gets thrown down to the ground. Another lady starts to uh, try to block the co-captain who had fallen after being, you know, jumped in and gotten up trying to run after whoever it was of the guys that attacked him. And she forearms him in the chest trying to block him. And I'm like, are you crazy? You can't see that you're putting your hands on a grown man who was just assaulted. You have no business as a female in general, as a woman, getting in the face of a grown man, let alone putting your hands on him as if you have some sort of authority to stop him. But this just goes to show you from the historical perspective, the ingrained, entitled, pompous, arrogant slave owner attitudes that a lot of these people have where they feel that they are entitled to put their hands on quote unquote God's chosen on black people at will whenever they feel good and ready that that's the natural order of things that we are to capitulate and relax and do whatever they want to do and when they find out that this is not that time and that today's generation will mollywop your ass when you get out of pocket that's exactly what ended up happening all of a sudden more and more of the brothers and sisters came to this uh, brother's defense, the co-captain, and they went looking for the goons that attacked him that were on their boat. And they started giving them what for. And I have to say, while most people will say they don't condone violence in this instance, I condone self-defense. If that means responding with violence because violence is being Dis, you know, distributed to you, you have a right to defend yourself. So I don't feel that there's anything that anybody should be upset about or saying that we don't condone violence. You're not saying you don't condone violence when the aggressor, in this case, starts the, the altercation and is getting the upper hand initially. So I don't want to hear anything about we don't condone violence when the tables turn. And clearly they turned in a major way once that boat got to the the dock and crew members got off that boat and started delivering justice on another note i want to say that why this was such a palpable and powerful moment in time is because of the historical context between quote-unquote black and white in america the historical con context of where this took place in montgomery alabama on that dock that apparently back in those days was used for uh, slave ships coming uh, to port or whatever have you with regards to that time period. Then you add into the fact that the name of the, the riverboat that was trying to dock was the Harriet Tubman or something like that. If that's true, I don't know. If you, if you know, please uh, let us know in the comments or in a reply because we are always open to... Uh, Fixing if we have any errors or uh, uh, discrepancies in any report or opinion pieces that we, we give out here. Uh, that said, once you saw that it was fully on and sisters was going after the, the, the white women who were clearly involving themselves in the altercation where they had no business doing so, one woman ended up in the water. I was like, well, 
you want to play stupid games, you already know what it is. You win stupid prizes. Um, a brother took a folding chair. Now, this is where it gets hairy because he started giving out chair shots like WWE. I mean, everybody was getting a seat from what I saw, uh, at least in terms of the the Caucasian family that was involved in this whole uh, situation. One woman received a chair shot uh, so clean on top of her head, I thought that she should have been asleep. But I guess the initial shock of it was just her grabbing her head. The, the crazy thing was that the guy, obviously they didn't care. They were enraged at that point, seeing a brother getting basically mobbed and an attempted lynching in broad daylight. And they responded in kind. The pent-up frustration of our people for over all the years of injustice and brutality and lynchings and robberies and thefts. That just seemed to galvanize us. And it was a almost a cathartic, I would say, if not fully cathartic, a feeling to see unity. I really wish uh, somebody would remix the, the videos and put uh, Queen Latifah's UNITY as the background track because... This was something that I think we collectively needed to see from George Floyd to Ahmaud Arbery to Tatiana Jefferson to Botham John to so many others. Michael Brown, Trayvon Martin. The list goes on and on. Uh, what's crazy also is the fact that with the chair shots, because he before the woman got it, I think another guy was hit with the chair. The brother who was doing it, uh, he was hitting them with chair shots and the police were on scene. So it, it in that sense, I just felt like it's going to be unfortunate. But clearly he's going to get arrested for assault uh, where they could probably, I don't know, showing that the officers usually would, would construe that as assault with a deadly weapon or aggravated assault and battery. I don't know. Maybe that's probably what they would do. But it was clear he, he had to get uh, arrested for that. Um with regards to the family getting arrested, um, that rightfully so should have happened because clearly I think what they wanted to do was, like uh, times of old, start the, the altercation and then claim victim when the tables turn. Now, because there are so many people standing on the pier with uh, cell phone cameras recording, it's impossible, at least for my, my opinion, for you to come to a conclusion that this was anything but what we all witnessed from the very outset, which was a family ignoring directives to remove their boat from a, a dock space that did not belong to them, that they had no business parking their boat front uh, in front of to begin with, to getting upset that a black man was telling them what to do with regards to having authority to have them remove their, their, their personal belongings, a.k.a. their boat from the dock space and feeling that this boy uh i mean i'm saying boy obviously he's a grown man but you know in their vernacular all black men are considered boys and so i'm sure they're thinking this boy thinks that he has the right to tell us what to do and we're going to show him or as their their country uh song uh was going around the country what's it called um try that in a small town I guess they really took that song to heart and thought that they were going to live out their their uh, fantasy of seeing something like that occur and that nothing was going to happen to them. And I'm glad that the whole world saw it because this is bigger than just a retaliatory 
uh, attack on uh, quote unquote white family. This is really and showing us that we as a collective are long overdue for getting on code and coming to our defense and standing together and saying no more, no more abusing us, no more disrespect, no more lynchings, no more attacking us, no more thinking that you can do whatever you want to us and that there won't be a price to pay. That's really what I think the the bigger message uh, I think that the world needed to see, we particularly as a community needed to see, and I'm proud of us in that regard that we did not stand by and just watch uh, one of our own just get taken out. Because you don't see any other group of people unwilling to come to the defense of their own. And we've been far too long divided as a people in that re- regard. Very quick and willing to beat up or shoot up each other and not retaliate against the people who we should actually be defending ourselves against. So this, in that regard, to me, was a great sign to see. I hope that we uh, continue on this path of unity, uh, educating ourselves and learning defensive skills, learning, uh, you know, not to uh, put yourself in a position where you can be uh, outnumbered or or harmed and not have any any assistance to, to come to your aid when you need it. Because clearly he wasn't going to be able to call the cops to his defense quick enough. And we can tell that because of the way he was jumped and how many people were on top of him initially. At least five to six people were, uh, you know, uh, bum rushing him and, and jumping him. So this is a cautionary tale for the rest of the world and for all those other groups who think that, you know, it's open season on the black community and that you can just do whatever you want. No, we're, we're, this is a new day and a new age, and we're not going for that any longer. Um, we'll see what shakes out in terms of charges being pressed and filed against the participants on, on both sides. If there is going to be any charges for the guy, at least the one who was using the chair, I'm sure they'll probably file some charges on him. Um, the ladies who were involved, uh, as far as their family, I'm sure that they need to have some charges. The guys, clearly, everybody that was who instigated that from that family, they should be getting tickets to and probably be barred from being down at that river, but uh, riverfront uh, for the foreseeable future. Because apparently they have a history of creating problems there. So I'm glad that at the end of the day, also, ultimately, I think most people would uh, bring this as a key point to take away too. No guns were pulled out. Nobody got shot and killed. And that's the biggest takeaway. No lives were lost here, but lessons were definitely learned. So I hope that um, we will see continued unity and galvanization of us as a collective uh, to do for ourselves, to improve our condition and to fight for what we need. Uh, whereas everybody else has been using us as their footstool and stepping stone to get their American dream. Um, those are my initial reactions to it. Uh, let's see what shakes out in the future. Um, until the next time, thank you for joining us on The World According to Us. This has been your man, your host, Steve Jabba. And stay blessed, stay safe, stay prayed up, watch your back, and take care. <laughs>